Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Fat Mascara. It is Friday. I'm Jen Sullivan, like always. I have an amazing interview for you. Before we get into that, how are we doing with the guest co-hosts? Like, how was Wednesday? Did we like Julie? Did we like Emily before that? This whole thing is so interesting to me. I feel like I get on the mic and I just, I'm going to pour out my feelings and I want it reciprocated from you guys. So I want to know what you're thinking about the guest co-host. DM me, call me, leave me a voicemail, 646-481-8182. I just want you to know that we are all in this experiment together and the show is growing and evolving. And today, speaking of evolving, we are doing a new Everything Laser episode. Now, I don't know if you remember in the fall, Jess and I had a replay of a very popular episode we did here on Fat Mascara. It was Dr. Robert Analik, all about lasers, but we recorded that about five or six years ago. And so much has changed in lasers. There are so many new advancements. It's even more confusing than ever. And I thought we needed to do an update. So I reached out to Dr. Yoon Su Cindy Bay. She is a laser expert. She's a board-certified dermatologist who completed her residency training in dermatology at Boston University School of Medicine and her laser cosmetic and Mohs surgery fellowship at the Laser and Skin Surgery Center of New York, where she currently works. We'll talk about that. She's also been named one of New York's super doctors four years in a row, including in 2024. And she's written about laser surgery and scar revision and received research grants to study, among other things, keloids. So we 
we get into scars because I had questions about scars and lasers. But full disclosure, this is a fat mascara first. Dr. Bay's camera was a little bit outdated and for some reason does not work with our podcast recording equipment. So I conducted this interview blind. The only other time I have done that is Kimora Lee Simmons. So if for any reason it sounds a little bit off or we talk over each other for a second here or there, I definitely edited it all. But I just want you to know it's because I can't see beautiful Dr. Bay. But she does an amazing job, and we really get into lasers, but we also just go off on a couple tangents, and I don't know if that's because we had the cameras off and we were just chilling or what, but you're here for the ride. You're here to learn about skin, to learn about how to care for scars so your scars don't look worse, and to meet Dr. Bay. So let's get into it. Dr. Bay, welcome to Fat Mascara. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. It's a thrill to have you. I'm so excited to talk about all things laser, but listen, I know the name of your practice literally has the word laser in it, and you've written books, well, book chapters, right? Am I right about that? Not well, whole books. Well, it's funny that you ask because we just published a compendium, so a two-volume compendium because we can get into this later, but basically all fellowships are not the same, and so okay. my friend and colleague, we decided together that we wanted to contribute to the field and come up with a compendium that dermatologists can use that covers Mohs micrographic surgery as well okay. as cosmetics. So we actually just published it, so it's funny you ask. Okay, and here I am saying you're a laser expert, but clearly you're a Mohs expert as well and do all sorts of other things. So this compendium isn't about laser and light medicine specifically. It actually um, covers everything, everything that a procedural dermatology fellowship would cover. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. I told you guys I picked the right person for this episode. <laughs> she knows it all. Well, yeah, the reason I wanted to talk to you is Jess and I were just talking about lasers and laser therapy. And I was like, you know, the last time I interviewed somebody about that was almost five years ago. And I feel like this is a field of dermatology that advances pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's always new technologies coming out. It's so exciting. We go to our annual laser meetings, our annual dermatology meetings, and people are constantly presenting with new ideas, improving protocols on existing technologies, coming up with new technology. So yeah, it's constantly evolving. But now every dermatologist in the United States does not have expertise in using lasers, correct? Correct. How does one get that? Like, why did you decide I'm going to be the expert on this or a expert on this? Well, that's a really long story. But basically, <laughs> I suffered with acne as a teenager. I think a lot of dermatologists have. I mean, that's like a common basic story, I find. And it's embarrassing to admit that. But it's true. I had acne and I had acne scars. And so I was really interested in how to improve that. And it led me to dermatology. Then I got into a fellowship. So it's really changed a lot in the past few years, but basically I completed a procedural dermatology fellowship. So procedural meaning Mohs micrographic surgery, how we treat skin cancer, as well as lasers and cosmetics. So learning lasers, neuromodulators, fillers, things like that. So it was very comprehensive. How long is a fellowship? Some are one, some are two. Mine was one. I completed mine with Dr. Geronimus, the place where I currently work. I guess I've never really left since my fellowship, but yeah. And so if like a regular derm, if someone's listening and they're like, I don't know if my derm even does half the stuff you guys are about to talk about. It's not that you need a fellowship in order to have experience there, but that obviously makes you more of an expert 
in this particular type of dermatology. Okay. I get that. So you said you go to all these conferences, new things coming out all the time. What's the newest? If I interviewed you five years ago, you wouldn't be able to talk about X. Oh my God. There's so many. I don't even know where to start. So a lot of people suffer from acne. One of the gold standard treatments is isotretinoin, high dose vitamin A. But some people can't tolerate it or they've done it and they don't like the side effects, whatever it may be. So now there's a laser for acne. Like how amazing is that? Yeah. What laser is it and how does it work? So it targets sebaceous glands, which are the root cause of the acne. And so the heat specifically is taken up by sebaceous glands and that destroys them so that you don't get acne. Are you then like dry for the rest of your life? No, no, it doesn't get rid of like 100% of your sebaceous glands, but it does impact them. So if someone has acne, they usually have like an overactive kind of sebaceous situation and that's what you're fixing with the laser. Yeah, I guess you could say that. I mean, when patients are treated with isotretinoin, the vitamin A that I was referring to, it shrinks the oil gland. So, I mean, maybe I should back up and say it's not necessarily that it destroys them, but it can shrink them and destroy them. So it could be, you know, either or combination, that type of thing. Have you been using this new laser in practice? Yes. What do you think? What are the results like? It's amazing. As you know, a lot of times when we use lasers and devices in practice, they have to have FDA clearance. So what's so great about our office is that we get so involved in the research part of it. A lot of the technologies that you see that we're using very commonly, a lot of it came through our office. We helped with the clinical trials that led to the FDA clearance. So we did have it here for clinical trials. So we were lucky in that we saw it in the very inception and tweaked things to make it work better. And now seeing that it's out in the market and helping patients. It's amazing. And what is the name of this laser? Well, there's two. So there's one company that made one called Acure, and then there's another one called, I'm actually blanking on the name of the other one. That's okay. The reason I ask, and this is actually, this is getting ahead of myself, but I'm so curious about this. We, as like lay people hear about different lasers that somehow the brand, they were marketed directly to consumers. So there's certain names that you hear the same way, like people call anything that's an injection Botox, because it was one of the exactly. first, you know? Yes. So I'll just give you two examples. I don't know if you find this in your practice, but I feel like generally people are like Fraxel, they know what it is or clear yes. and brilliant because it's marketed. How does that affect your job? The fact that consumers are marketed lasers directly, do they come in asking for specific lasers? Oh, all the time. How's that affect what you do? So there's pros and cons to everything. The pro is I love that people are being educated about lasers. It's great. It really helps have a very meaningful conversation and consultation with patients when they kind of have done the research and they know the questions to ask. So that's helpful. The other side of it is that they've been so well marketed to, they think that's the only laser that's going to work for them. And so sometimes it's kind of hard to like tease that out and explain to them, oh, with the condition that you have or your skin type or whatever reason, this may not be the best laser for you. And so sometimes I do get into very interesting conversations because they're so stuck on this idea. Is it like a friend? My friend got X laser and it looks so good. I want that one. Or I was on the internet playing Dr. Google, Dr. Internet, and I decided that's the one I need. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I have even younger patients come in and they say to me, Dr. Bay, this cream helps with scars. And I'm like, your type of acne scars? They're like, yeah, these pitted deep scars. And I said, no, no topical treatment can really impact those scars. No, 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 it does. Well, why do you think that? 
oh, because this TikToker told me. They tell all of us. And I'm like, oh, like what credentials does that person have? Have they gone to, is it like a medical person telling you this? No, no. They're like, you know, whatever. And I'm just like, oh, the power of social media and sometimes misinformation. It can be frustrating. That conversation has come up so frequently on this podcast recently. And I imagine it must be frustrating for you as a doctor. And I just, I'm not asking you this. I'm just like sort of pondering anyway, like, why is it that like a little video with 20 seconds with someone who you don't even know if they're expert, you will believe over being in person with a person who has an expert and a diploma on their wall? It, it, it's something about the medium or I, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? I have, I do have a lot of thoughts on that, but I feel like it would change the direction of this podcast <laughs> and it would not be good. <laughs> Because we can talk about so many things in medicine where, let's say, celebrities say certain things and then they're believed and then they decide they were actually wrong, but there's no repercussions and everybody that followed them may have gotten hurt or whatever. Especially when they dabble into the medical realm with with some of the the theories they're sharing, I see. Right, right. Yeah. It makes your job harder. And yes, we did want to focus on lasers, so I'll keep us on topic. You'll <laughs> you'll come back later for the internet conspiracy theory episode if that if that works for you. <laughs> I'll come on anonymously and we'll change my okay. voice so that nobody okay. knows it's me because then I'll probably get death threats. Oh my I'm gosh, that kidding. would be very like crypto, like Reddit sub forum of us to change your oh, voice absolutely. into like one of those robot voices. <laughs> oh my God, it's funny. So back to the lasers. You have this new acne laser that you've really enjoyed using. I'm curious though, I know you must have like a million lasers at your practice, especially because as you said, your practice does a lot of the FDA clearance and testing and clinicals for them. But like, what's the oldest laser in the office? They're like an R2-D2 walking around and people like, oh yeah, that thing, it's been working since 1990. Hmm. I don't think we have like a really old one. I mean, we use old technology that has proven itself over and over again. As you know, like some of the older technology, CO2, Ruby, and Yeg, those were like the first ones to sort of come out. So we still use those technologies. But a lot of the devices we have are kind of newer just because we conduct a lot of the clinical trials for these devices. So we do have a lot of them. But yeah, I mean, we sort of have a mixed bag. I mean, we have so many lasers. We have lasers in closets in our basement, like like so many lasers. And that's what's so interesting to me because sometimes patients question which lasers we pick and they're like, well, I saw this dermatologist or I saw this person and they told me this is a laser I need. And I'm like, honestly, we have access to every single one. And I'm picking this one because this is the one you actually need. You know what I mean? It can be frustrating that part too, but yeah, we have everything here. You know, that brings up something else I wanted to talk to you about, which is that like editors and lay people and and patients of yours, we kind of think like, oh, a laser can fix everything. So if you go to an office and maybe they have three lasers and they decide this laser is the one for you, Will it do something, even if it's not the one, if you went to Dr. Bay, she would have picked something else? Like, is any laser a good laser? That's so hard to answer. I don't, I don't know. It depends on what you're treating, their skin type, their condition. I mean, there's, it's so layered, hard to say. The reason I ask is because I see a lot of Medispas offering quote unquote laser facials. And I'm always like, what is that? You're not telling me what the laser is doing or what the facial is about. It just feels like, oh, we're going to do some light therapy and that'll be helpful for X reason. It feels very vague to me. What do you feel about that kind of language around lasers? I mean, I think it just goes down back to marketing, right? I mean, there's some practitioners or providers who will provide a service and they say things like, we're the only ones with this laser. 
So you're like, okay, let me Google this laser. What is this laser? And it's just, they've called it whatever they want to market it, right? So it just all boils down to marketing. I don't know what they're offering. I'm not there. I don't know what they're picking and choosing to offer people. So if a derm had like, oh, you're going to get the the zap facial, they'll give it their own name. And meanwhile, they're using- They can, a, yeah. Okay. A well-known laser that's FDA cleared that you probably, that might be in other practices as well. Right. The, this is why it's so confusing for us. <laughs> exactly. And this is, there's another point I wanted to bring up too, yeah. because I think a lot of people get confused about this. I explained to patients, there's- only so many technologies, right? Because if you Google lasers, so many different brands and companies come up. But how I explain it is cars, like you have a four-door sedan, you have a two-door, you have a motorcycle, you have whatever. That's like the basic. Then you have Lexus, BMW, Mercedes. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So what are the cars? Is one of the cars IPL, one's laser? Tell me the whole analogy here. Exactly. There's pulse dye laser. There's picosecond laser, fractionated lasers, but each one has multiple different companies representing it. So if you come in and you say, I only want this laser, and let's say the person you're going to has a different company's version of that laser, the patient may think they're not getting the correct treatment or the laser that they want, but they are because the technology is the same. But there's nuances within that too, because there's like different hand pieces and how high the energy can go, the spot size. So it's very, very confusing to the layperson. If you're talking about your trucks, your four-door sedan, your two-door sedan, you mentioned fractionated laser. What was the other one? Pulse dye laser. Pulse dye? Yeah, okay. picosecond lasers, Q-switch lasers. Is there any more than that? Or we did you sort of cover them? I mean, I'm pretty much covering all of okay. them. So like there's like those four big umbrella <laughs> categories and within there, for example, Fraxel is a fractionated laser, right? Exactly. But okay. just so you know, the technologies improve. So you can have fractionated delivery of lasers in different types of devices, if you will. So like radio frequency, you can also fractionate now. Oh, even though that is not a light therapy that's a different type of therapy, but using fraction. You have to be a physicist, yeah. not just a dermatologist, yes. is what I'm hearing. Like we've all, yeah, we all took physics to get into medical school. There's there's a lot to it. Everyone thinks it's like so simple, boil down, we do. you know, ABC categories, but it's, and that's that's the other thing that makes our job sometimes difficult is that, let me give you a really good example. A patient will come in and they have acne scars and I'll suggest different treatments for them and they'll say, oh, I've already had that treatment. It didn't work for me. And I'm like, um, okay, can you get me your medical records? Because I don't know the fluence that they use or the total energy or the density. There's more to it than it just didn't work. Or how many treatments did you have? It's not one and done. You know, a lot of the times results are cumulative. So we need to keep doing it to remodel your collagen. So I think that can be confusing to patients, what we're thinking and what they're bringing to the table and what they're just like writing off. So that's good to know if you're going in for what you think of as a laser treatment to make sure if you have had elsewhere to know, like to bring records to the new dermatologist and also have a little patience, it sounds like, with the person you're working with. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing too, is that sometimes patients think that we have a magic wand and it's just one and done and it's perfect and they're going to have this filtered face. And I always have to bring it back down to realistic expectations. Another common question I get is, how many treatments? I don't know. 
Why not Dr. Bay? <laughs> right. I would be lying if I gave you a specific number. It happens all the time. Even with tattoo removal, when we treat acne scars, when we treat melasma, everybody wants a number. And I'm like, I, one, I can't guarantee results. Number two, I don't know how many because there's also your portion of it. You have to do homework too, the post-care. It's a team approach. I treat you and then you have to make sure you're out of the sun, you're wearing sunscreen, you're moisturized. You know, it's multifaceted. It's funny. You don't have to comment here, but I feel like there's a lot of celebrities who won't cop to surgery or injectables and instead will say, oh, I got a laser treatment. And so lay people like me look at this gorgeous person that is like aging really well and thinking, oh, one pass with a laser is like that magic wand that did that to them. Oh my God. I love that you said that. Yeah. Because some, there's there's less of a taboo about lasers for some reason. For some reason. Yeah. I mean, I have patients come in there like so-and-so celebrity drinks 20 glasses of water a day and she looks perfect. I do too. And I'm like, oh man. If you only knew all the other things they were doing. Yeah. You know, when Technologies for Cellulite came out, I started seeing like really young women coming in with like perfect, they were perfect and they would be obsessed about a barely visible dimple. And I would tell them like, you don't need to treat that. Like, it, I don't mean to undermine your feelings about it, but like, you're pretty near perfect with that. And they'll say, well, so-and-so, I saw her butt in whatever magazine, celebrity magazine, and they don't have anything. And I'm like, oh, Photoshop, so unfair. We're so smart. Here we are. We're like doing all these research, we as the patients, and like sometimes, you know, we can learn online. We listen to podcasts like this one. And yet then sometimes we can just like, you see a picture and like your human instinct of like, I don't know what it is, jealousy, comparison, feeling not good enough just kicks in. And it like takes over your smart brain, like your lizard brain is in control. Yes. You know? Oh, it's such a shame. You mentioned it's funny that some people think of this laser as like a magic wand. And like I said, celebrities kind of lead to that as well. But I do want to know, there must be certain things that are easier or better to treat with lasers, even if it's not a magic wand. Like, these are things that we can treat and get good results with. You mentioned now this new acne laser, and you've also mentioned pitted scars. So I imagine acne scars is one of them? Yes. I always tell patients, though, with acne scars, we can't get your skin back to how it was before the scarring, but we can blend the scars better so they're less noticeable. So that's like a difference. Because I think people expect their skin to be exactly how it was before they had the acne scarred. Okay. So in that example, actually, then this would be one that you will get an improvement. You might not get too perfect with a laser when you have pitted acne scars. So it's good to be mindful of that. What are some of the things that you can do really well with a laser these days? Oh my gosh, I have a menu. I mean, there are so <laughs> many great things we can do with lasers. Some of my patients hate the vein under their eyes. One of my patients, he's so funny, he's like, get this off of me, Dr. Bay. It makes me look like I'm a drug dealer. Okay. I mean, no offense to drug dealers. I don't think he <laughs> may, may, meant any offense to them. Sorry. Whatever that meant. But yes, we can get rid of those very easily. Wait, when you say vein under your eye, you mean he has like thin skin and his, or like a capillary, like a little red, like what kind of vein? Gosh, I don't even want to use celebrity name examples because I don't want to be hated <laughs> on. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you could have like a green blue vein under your eye. Oh, Okay. That yeah. like can sometimes bulge out. What does the laser do to that? Don't you need your veins? Not all of them, but yeah, you can make them go away. 
Doesn't that, that freaks me out. Like you're just closing off Why? one way. I don't know. Like, is it cauterizing <laughs> that particular little tiny vein that was blood flow that you needed? What does it do? How does it work? In a very elegant, non-scarring way. Yes. Another thing I do along the lines of veins is I also treat varicose veins using a technology called endovenous laser ablation. So it's the same type of idea, but endovenous laser ablation is a little bit more invasive. It's minimally invasive. It's sort of like putting an IV into the diseased vein, and then we cannulate a laser fiber inside. And as we pull out the laser fiber, it heats the vessel and like the blood cells in the blood. It, so it seals the vessel shut. So it treats the varicose vein or the cause of it. So that's also something that we do. And it's usually one and done. The success rate is in the very high 90s. So there, we do have a lot of technology where it's like one and done. But going back to the veins around the eye, sometimes you may need a second treatment because we try to balance safety with efficacy. If we're too aggressive, there is a possible chance of scarring. But yeah, it works really well. Resurfacing lasers work really well to help with fine lines, acne scars, discoloration. When people say fine lines, so this is like um, a resurfacing laser, how fine do they have to be? Because like sometimes I'm like, you know, <laughs> when I was 22, there were some fine lines on my face, you know? It's like, how do you judge if a wrinkle will get resurfaced or not? Is there a depth that you're like, too deep? Kind of. And I guess it's, I always tell patients, even though we're all medical professionals, there is absolutely like an art element of our practice, right? So we all kind of vary in how we approach patients, what we consider this or that. So that's also so important to take into consideration. But like even fine lines, ones that you just kind of see, they're not so deep that someone like in their Texture. 80s wouldn't have, if you will. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, fine lines, we also know that retinoids like tretinoin can also help those fine lines, right? So yeah, I guess you would have to, I would see a patient in consultation and kind of point them out and let them know which ones we can really help with lasers or which ones would need a neuromodulator. I would have to see the patient to explain. Yeah. Sounds like going into a doctor and saying, here is my concern rather than here is the procedure drug and or <laughs> injection right, I would right, like right. is the way to go. Am I right about that? Yeah. I mean, everyone needs their tailored approach consultation. Everyone is not the same. Yeah. I think that's really important to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about wrinkles a little bit. We talked about some of the veins that you can treat, some of the texture issues from acne. Anything else lasers are really good at that you see really good results you're happy with? Yeah. I mean, tattoo removal, hair removal. How is tattoo removal now? I remember when those first came out, it was like, good luck. No, not at all. I mean, You get good results. Yeah. I mean, I always tell patients it really depends on the quality of the ink used at the tattoo parlor. Again, lots of nuances, As if we lots know. of layers. <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, no, just to set up expectations because okay. like, let's say your friend gave you an amateur tattoo. Like I could probably get that out in one or two sessions because it's not so deep. The quality of the ink wasn't so great. So that's important to know because people come in, they're like, I need to know a number. I don't know. It could be eight plus or minus a few. Everyone's different. And then it, there gets to a point where you can hit a plateau. But yeah, we have all the latest technologies. Blue-green tattoo pigment used to be really hard to remove. Now they're easier to remove with the picosecond technology. I mean, a lot of things that we're doing now, a lot of patients are getting microbladed. So we're removing a lot of that. A lot of people get eyeliner tattoos. Ah, we're removing a lot of that. You can remove permanent makeup from around the eye with a laser? 
Mm-hmm. Go, please, everybody, only go to very professional, experienced people to do that. That sounds scary to me. I don't know why. Thanks for saying that because that's also so important because I know a lot of people practice laser treatments, but it's really important to find someone that knows how to treat any possible complications, right? Because we see a lot of patients treated and they come to us. They're like, oh, I had this and this done and this is what happened. Can you help me? And yeah, we obviously help people, but it's really important to know who's treating you because you don't want to be like hung out to dry if something bad happens. Yeah. Tattoos, you mentioned hair removal. What about redness these days? Like someone with rosacea, that kind of... Yeah, rosacea, we can absolutely treat. The redness, we call it... Um, air, yeah, the redness we can treat. You need a series of treatments. Were you about to throw erythemia at us? Is that what I'm well, I was going to throw like all these... This medical jargon. I'm like, there's no point. Why? <laughs> we love it. <laughs> Sorry. The thing to know, though, is nothing's really permanent. Like I try to explain to my patients because I also practice sclerotherapy, and they'll say, oh, will the veins ever come back? And I say, yes, they will. We'll treat everything, but it can come back because we're living beings. Things grow and come back, and it's kind of like getting your hair cut. Like you think once you get a haircut, your hair's not going to grow again? No, of course it's going to come back, so we just need to maintain it. Maybe it won't be as bad, but yes, you'll need treatment to maintain your results. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. 
Ritual's Highest Hair is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually try. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Hey everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how aloe moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on alomoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on alamoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Aloe Moves. Join the community on alamoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's alomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. I think people asking, how many is it going to take or will it be permanent? I think a part of that also is like the money conversation because we Absolutely. (laughs) What I hear you saying, if money is no object and time is no object, there's a lot you can do for someone depending on their issue, right? Absolutely. No, but we do give ranges. We do give ranges, absolutely, depending on the patient. So like if I saw patient A versus patient B and they had different depths of acne scars, I would give them different ranges. But I think a lot of patients want me to give them a number and stick to it. And that's hard because I always say like, if your acne scars are a little bit shallower, I'll say you'll need laser treatments maybe four to six times at monthly intervals, sometimes more, sometimes less. Same thing with tattoos. Yeah. Are there particular laser treatments that are on the less expensive side? Like, oh, if we're doing laser hair removal, that's our cheapest service. I know you're not this, your doctor. I'm not like asking you to give us a spa menu, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I Sorry, I didn't understand. You're asking what Like what kind of laser economical? treatments? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas certain ones I imagine are going to be very expensive. Well, I think that's like such a tough thing to discuss only because 
at our practice, there's like an, like an entry level cost, like nothing starts at a dollar. Do you know what I mean? Right, there's no, right. like, yeah. So I think if you start comparing things, for example, laser hair removal, we say you'll need maybe about eight plus or minus a few treatments, depending on how thick your hair is, the location, whatever, whatever it may be. So we do give a number, but like if you have really thick hairs and let's say you're a man and you want your beard hair off, like that might take more treatment. So it's hard to say because there's the cost of it and then the number of treatments you'll need. So if when you multiply that, it can be just as expensive as like one CO2 resurfacing laser for the face. Oh, I see. And do doctors price things based on how much they spent on the laser, how much time they're spending with the patient, or like how does that even work? I'm just curious. I have no idea. I'm just an employee. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I am just an employee, but I'm not at that level to decide these prices. It's more like the higher management. And I'm sure they take into consideration a lot of these things. Yeah. I always wonder just because when I have to, I always write, I write stories for New York Mag about like a laser treatment or whatever. And they're like, how much does it cost? And I'm like, oh, I hate when they ask that because I can give a range. You can go on real self and look at people's reviews And it could be completely different from what you get in your hometown and how many you needed. So it's like hard to talk about. I understand that. Oh, absolutely. Like high cost of living. Yeah. Things are going to be absolutely different. I'm going to go out to like a really low cost of living city to get my life. No, maybe not. Probably the best are in like the higher (laughs) cost of living cities. But you talk to me about what lasers are really good at doing now. I'm curious, what are they not good at doing? Like somebody comes in with X and you're like, oh, I wish I could help you more. I think Becker's Nevis. Okay. And that is... Is that like a port wine stain? No, it's kind of like a pigmented lesion. Okay. Like when you become a teenager, maybe you'll start growing some hairs there, but it's kind of like a mole, if you will, like a a birthmark in that sense. We've tried. I mean, we're continuing to try. Those are hard to treat. Melasma is tough to treat. There's no cure for melasma. We just have to maintain it. We're better at treating all skin types, but not all skin types can use all the lasers safely. Based on like skin tone and color more or like yeah, dry? Okay. Yeah. And yeah, because I know there's myths out there that like if you're black, you can't get laser hair removal. And I'm like, you're not going to the right person. <laughs> Am I wrong about that? You are not wrong. You are correct. And so it also depends on like looking for a doctor who is familiar with your type of skin and well-versed in how to treat it, I imagine. Right. And their comfort level too. Yes. Yeah. You mentioned melasma, which I've heard of course, that that's hard to treat with a laser. I've also heard of people getting like age spots or pigment treated and feel that their skin gets darker, like a counterintuitive response to the laser. Is that normal? Is that, what's going on there? Yeah, so when we consent our patients, we always let them know there's obviously risks with everything. Sometimes you can get post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. You can also get post-inflammatory hypopigmentation and you can also scar. Obviously, we don't want any complications, but sometimes it can happen. And the other thing to know about it, as I mentioned earlier, it's a team approach. So like we do our treatment and then it's really important for the patient to stay out of the sun or like moisturize or do whatever the post care that we ask them to do that they stick with it. I mean, I have so many examples. I had a patient I remember I treated and she came back. She's like, the laser didn't work. It made it worse. And I said to her, tell me, what did you do? What was happening? Blah, blah, blah. Comes to find, I find out she was out in Connecticut. I don't even know why I'm telling you these details, but because I remember the conversation so well, she was out at the pool with her friends. And so she's getting sun exposure, bouncing off the pool, off the water, left, right, and center. 
But then she's saying it's because the laser didn't work or made it worse. I'm like, but maybe a week after, was your skin good? Yeah, it worked great, but then it got worse. So it's a team approach, I tell everybody. The team being the patient and the doctor. Yes, very important. Yeah. I've seen some of the stuff that you've written about and spoken about with scars. So I wanted to ask you about them specifically. I know we talked about acne scars, but I mean more about, I get this question all the time, people that have a surgical scar, like a wound scar. And I know that the lasers can help them. What can they do for a scar? It depends on the type of scar. Give me an example. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I find that my answers to everything is... Depends. It depends. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. You're a good doctor. That's what I'd expect. But yeah, just give me an example. So there's different types of scars. And I think a lot of times people use the word scars incorrectly. For example, people call redness... So there's something my uh, mentor and I published this paper. It's called As Easy as Pie, P-I-E, which is post-inflammatory erythema. So just redness. Like if you ever had a pimple and it went away and you have a little red mark, some people might think that's a scar. It's not a scar. It's just discoloration. That, it will fade, or we can use pulse dye laser and make it fade faster. Okay. A scar is actually textural change after any type of traumatic event. Oh, okay. There must be a texture change. Like I run my fingers over it and I feel something. Exactly. Yes. So then it could be hypertrophic. It could be keloidal. It could be atrophic, meaning it's like indented. And then there's many different types of scars within the indented category. So it really depends on the type of scar that you're referring to. I see a lot of women with C-section scars, for example, and sometimes they keloid, they get elevated. Those we can easily inject with a steroid and flatten them. So you don't always need lasers for scars. If you wanted to improve the color of it, we can use pulse dye laser to improve the color of that keloid scar or hypertrophic scar. But yeah, there's a lot of different treatment options. Depending on the color and the texture. What do you wish? Depending on a lot of things, yeah. Yeah, I feel like as science has gotten more advanced, people are often getting smaller procedures throughout their life. And like a lot of people have Mm -hmm. surgical scars. Like what do you wish they were doing while healing their scar to make your life easier in the long run? What can they do to make it not scar as much? Oh gosh, lots of things. The most important thing I would say is sun protection. Even now I see some of my patients come in, I'm like, are you wearing sunscreen? And they're like, um... I'm like, are you? Well, it's cold. I don't think the sun was out today. I'm like, sun is out. Uh, I know, but like when it's overcast, I get it. You're just like, I'm just walking to Dr. Bay's office. I don't need to put sunscreen on. Yes, that's what they all say. Well, I wanted you to look at my skin, but you can take off your sunscreen. We have like makeup wipes. We have products to help you. But anyway, so sun protection is so important. I think it's so underrated, just the sun. I mean, Patients come in, they're like, what can I do about aging and this and that? And I'm like, are you using sunscreen? No. Why not? That's like number one to a hundred. Like that's the foundation. If you're not even doing that, it's like when patients come to me and they're like, can you please help me get rid of these sunspots? I'm like, are you wearing sunscreen? No. Like, ah, why not? That's like, if you're not, I even tell my patients, I'm not going to treat you unless you start wearing sunscreen every day because you're going to, you are not going to protect your investment. You're just not. And I need you to. (laughs) Yeah, but it's the same way as when the doctor's like, you need to get healthier. And they're like, oh, right, I have to exercise and eat fruits and vegetables before I worry about vitamins and supplements and all these other things. And like, sometimes you tell us, but we don't want to hear it. <laughs> oh my God, but Jen, it's like- Not me, I, I wear buy your toothbrush. I know, I wear sunscreen. You know what I mean? It's so easy. I know, but it doesn't feel magical. 
You know what I mean? Like we like Ugh. the idea of like a magic pill or this wonderful lotion that costs us much. Right. It's counterintuitive to human psychology that a $10 bottle every day is the thing. You know what I mean? Does it feel special? Yeah. <laughs> so I get we it. We should just like overprice it, like how much some of these luxury brands. I am convinced that that will make it seem more magical and then people will put it on. But then again, if it's really <laughs> pricey, you're like, oh, I don't want to use the full teaspoon I'm supposed to on my face because I don't want to waste Exactly. It, so. You can't win. <laughs> you can't win. You can't win. So, okay. So wearing sun protection for scars, what about like silicone patches or any of that? Does it make a difference? Is it more a genetic component or is it you're going to get what you're going to get? I mean, I think it can help. But the other thing I wanted to mention, sorry, I keep driving us down a different road. No, that's a good conversation. I love it. The other thing that's so important is tension. So I mentioned to you, I completed a fellowship in procedural dermatology. We also practice Mohs micrographic surgery, which is skin cancer surgery in cosmetically sensitive areas. So I always tell my patients, don't create tension in the area where I just sutured you up, because that's also very important. So some of my patients, let's say, have acne scars on their chest. Mm -hmm. Those ones are really hard because that area has a lot of tension. So if they're like working out, doing bench presses, I think that's what it's called. All of that stretching, oh, stretch that tension. And also just the weight of breast tissue and stuff. Yes. All of that can impact your scar. So I have some male patients who work out and they have some scars on their chest from prior acne lesions. And we inject them with steroids, laser the redness, but they can come back because of the tension. So tension is so underrated. Like that's really important to talk about for scars. Really important. Like we do a lot of surgery on the face for skin cancer treatment. And I tell my patients, don't smile so hard. Don't smile so wide because that area, the tension, it can create like a thicker scar. So it sounds crazy, I know. And I know a lot of my patients think that I'm crazy, but it's just to ensure that they get the best possible outcome. Okay. In my head, this is like, a, so this is while it's healing, a purely mechanical thing. Like, okay, if it keeps stretching, your body's pumping out more skin cells because it's got to cover the stretchy area. And then you end up with a worse scar. Is that kind of what's going on? I mean, I think there's more to it than that, <laughs> but then there's also something like we call a fish mouth scar. Have you ever no, heard of what's that, that term? When you first have a line scar and then it gets stretched and it literally looks like a fish mouth. My mom just had double knee replacement at the same time. She's baller, I have to say. Wow, that is impressive. I know. It went really well. They said she was top 1% of all of the people they've ever given the surgery to. However, one of her scars puckered. You know what I mean? Like the skin around it sort of. No. Okay. Just on one knee. No, no. That's different. But that's okay. That, I mean, it can settle down or she could get a little revision. We take a dog ear. That's what it, so like oh. when we take like a little piece so that it won't be puckered, the piece we take out, we call it a dog ear because it literally looks like a dog's ear. Yeah. And then it flattens out. I'm, yes. Yeah. It just lengthens okay. the scar. I'm just picturing her and, and asking for her. That's why. But she says she doesn't care. She's like so thrilled to have her new knees. Like she's like, I don't care what it looks like, which I kind of love. So. Cheers to Yeah, priorities. <laughs> I have like so many questions, but one thing, I now have presented this, longtime listeners of the podcast will know, I've asked multiple experts this over the years, some lay people, not doctors with questionable answers. I want your take on it. I'm so confused about the fact that blue light is supposed to be damaging to skin, yet, oh, and okay. I know we're talking, this is LED, yes. not laser, yet blue okay. LED is supposed to be good for skin. So color is a wavelength, right? So if the light is blue, how can it be both bad and good? I'm so confused. 
Well, it's the same thing about the sun. How could it be both good and bad? Well, how is the sun good? I mean, it's good. It makes things grow, obviously, vitamin D production, et cetera. But, <laughs> exactly. It's the same type of thing. But if you're doing a blue LED treatment because you have, what what would blue LED light treat? But it depends. So it goes back to my answer of it depends. Blue light is good for acne. Right. But it may not be good so good for aging. So again, priorities. Like if a teenager wants something to do at home to help their acne, blue light may be helpful. But like if a 70-year-old patient, not that I'm discriminating any 70-year-olds. Like if they want to do something for anti-aging, we would not recommend blue light. So if someone is doing those at-home, we didn't even get to the at-home devices, like a blue LED mask for their acne, could they be prematurely aging themselves in the process? I feel like it's so hard to say maybe. There's no long-term studies that we have. So it's like so hard to really give definitive answers. Like we know light can cause free radicals to form, which can cause issues with aging. But who really knows the amount? Like it also depends on how long it's on their skin, how often they use it. Are they genetically prone to have more wrinkles? Like look at what their mother and grandmother look like. I don't know. There, it's so, There's so many things to consider when you answer this question, but just generically blue light is used for acne. Wouldn't recommend it for aging. What do you think about all these at-home LED? There's even, there's at-home IPL, at-home LED. I even saw an at-home laser, which I think is marketed for hair removal. How do you feel about those? You know, some celebrities just have lasers at their home. So like at home can really mean anything. Okay. I don't mean they bought the $20,000 on wheels thing that you have at your (laughs) office. I mean more like the masks and the handheld things that are $400, $500 they sell. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, it's so hard to really comment on that huge general range of products. Yeah. But I will say I have seen patients in my office who've gotten burned from some at-home devices. So you have to use caution. But yeah, I can't speak to all of those. If a patient came in with like their whatever LED at home device and we're like, what do you think of this? Is that part of being a doctor or is that like we shouldn't bother our doctors with that kind of question? No, please ask your questions, please. Absolutely. But it's hard for us to really, I don't want to open this Pandora's box, but I will. It's sort of like showing us a product that we've never heard of because there's so many skincare lines now and asking us if it's good. (laughs) You're like, I need to do some research. I don't know. Did they undergo clinical trial testing? How stable is their vitamin C? I haven't seen the report, so it's hard for me to comment or endorse a product that I have no information on. Yeah. So there must be certain brands of devices and products that you're like, I have vetted that for myself or for a patient, whatever, and I can speak to that. But if you're just walking in with a random thing off the top of their head, you can't expect someone to have encyclopedic knowledge about it. Exactly. Though we kind of do. And some people on the internet seem to, which makes me think that they don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) But yeah. Okay. So we're not going to talk about at home. We talked about that. Any myths you'd like to dispel about lasers or things like your patients are always asking you and you're just like, ah, let me just get the answer out there once and for all. Oh, you know, what's so funny. You said that I think so almost every day this week, even though it's only Tuesday, (laughs) (laughs) I've had so many patients actually come in and say, I want a laser for my under eyes. And I'm like, what do you mean? So whoever is marketing to them, is doing a great job because they're thinking about these things. But I try to explain to my patients categories. So like if you want volume replacement, a laser's not going to do that for that specific area. Do you know what I mean? 
And also, what do you mean? The bag, the veiny looking thing, the shadow, the dark circle. There's so many under eye issues. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. But a lot of patients are coming in thinking that laser will bring like significant volume to their tear troughs. So I feel like I've been trying to explain that away. So too. that concave hollowness under the eye, yes. which I the would normally say issue. you need to go get a consult for like a filler or something. What would you tell so, them? So like I try to explain to patients that you have to replace volume. Like, so that's like a filler issue. Like categories. You can't compare apples and oranges because you have to stay within that category, like that bucket. Yeah. I do think some of the lasers are marketed to us as, oh, it fires up your collagen, right? So in our heads, we think, oh, that means thicker skin the same way a retinoid fires it up. And I think, well, I don't know, thicker skin or a better, healthier epidermis does not equate with a plumper skin. Am I wrong about that? Or like... I think it depends on how you define that. Okay, right? yeah. Everyone's definition is so different. Again, nuances. I know. When people tell me something boosts collagen, I think some people might picture like a chewy, like a mochi, you know, something really soft and plump. Whereas I'm like, oh, I went from like cellophane, thin tape to like masking tape. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is where radio audio fails us. But yes, it all depends on your definition. And that comes back to what you originally said, which is like my answer is often, it all depends. Okay, before I let you go, I like to ask people, since you were going on about sunscreen, can I ask what sunscreen you like or sunscreens you like? Any of your favorite skincare products? Oh my gosh. I was recently sampled this Korean sunscreen that I was obsessed about. My husband already thinks I'm a hoarder and I kept it because I wanted to order more and I cannot for the life of me remember the name of it. I can email you the name of it. Okay. I'm obsessed with that one. That's not Beauty of Josan, is it? No, but a lot of my patients ask me, what's the best sunscreen? Which one should I use? And I always tell them it depends because if you don't like it, you're not going to use it. So you need to find one that you like. Some people are like, I don't like sticky ones or I don't like this one. So sample a bunch and pick one that you like. I will say the one that I'm wearing right now is from Elta MD. Oh yeah. Classic. Any other favorite makeup products or fragrances? Are you a perfume person? I feel like doctors aren't often perfume people. So my favorite perfume of all time is called Calque Fleur, oh, yeah. and I'm probably mispronouncing no. it. Have you, do you Calque know that Fleur, one? Yeah, of course. It's a classic. They stopped making it. No. Yes, because the ingredients were too expensive. Yeah, it had a natural gardenia and floral. Oh, and I guess maybe when they tried to make it with a synthetic molecule, it didn't smell the same. Maybe. But yeah, that's like my favorite of it's all gorgeous. time. Yeah, it's a gorgeous fragrance. Oh my God, please let me know. I know you can buy it, but I think it's not the same as the original. The original. Yeah. Okay, before I let you out of here, I want to do the Fat Mascara 5. So these are just quick questions about you. What's the first beauty product you ever fell in love with? Being Asian, there's a lot of color match issues when I was growing up. So there's this compact called Rosie, a Korean brand compact that I was obsessed with because it was the first powder that matched my skin color. I still use it from time to time, but I, I don't really wear makeup anymore because I have three kids and I'm just lucky if I get out the door. And because you have all those wonderful lasers at your practice. <laughs> well, okay. Maybe that too, but yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Rosie powder. Rosies. What's the last thing you bought? Like be honest, whatever it was, even if it was like a yogurt. I mean, it's so boring. What is it? No, the last thing I bought was a birthday present for my kid's friend because, you know, that's what I do. Oh, no, that's not boring. What did you end up getting? They won't hear this. So there's this mattress that you can blow up and you can use it for movie night and there's like cup holders and stuff. So I thought my kid's friend would love that. Oh, so I just bought that's that. That's cool. Good idea. Okay. What's your technique for relaxing when you're stressed out? 
I think having perspective, just trying to become objective, zoom out and like be grateful and just put everything in perspective. If we made a movie of your life, <laughs> who would play you? That's a hard one, but I would say Angelina Jolie, just because oh, yeah. obviously she's my doppelganger, yeah, like Bobby. Love it. Okay. If it is 11 a.m. on Saturday or whatever your day off is, what would you most likely be doing? Well, on Saturday I was working. That's why I said day off. Okay, Sunday, 11 a.m. Sunday. Oh, sorry, day off. Okay, okay. Well, so just going on adventures with my children. Oh. I just love the feeling of discovery and seeing new things and experiences and doing it with my children. It's so much more fun and meaningful. So yeah, probably doing something with my How kids. How old are your kids? Six, four, and one. Oh, what fun ages too. Everything's new and a discovery. I love that. Well, this has been... I Honestly, this has brought up more questions than I even had when I started the podcast. I'm but sorry. I confused I, you more. No, I think that's a sign of a really good conversation. So I really appreciate your, your frankness and coming on Fat Mascara. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at Fat Mascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Highest Air is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually try. 
trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 